final sermon. Yeah, I trust the Lord wants to really deposit something into our hearts today. He's always busy with us. And as I was preparing this message, I, it's more that I had a word, almost like a prophetic word on my heart for us, more than having a specific scripture. And so, ooh, here we go, leveling, leveling up. And so, so I know that through the, the word this morning, I trust for our hearts to shift. I mean, um, there's a lot of things happening. It, it's just always funny. We, we've got a saying in the office, don't try anything from November because everyone's in a holiday mode. And it might be so for humans, but not for God. You know, there's so many things happening. There's so many testimonies coming through of God working in November. Uh, people coming to the Lord at the end of the year. Other people going through difficult things at the end of the year, which just means we can be happy that God is not on holiday. Um, and so this message also pulls into the season. I really feel God wants to use us. He wants to use you in, in, this, in this season. Um, the season comes with, with challenges and with opportunities. And the season also comes with comfort. For some people, it's such an easy, joyful time. And for some people, it is, it is a, it's a painful time. It's a, it's a time that reminds you of a season that once was incredible and joyful to you, but at this time, hot. And so God is dynamically busy at this time with each one of us. And I really just trust for the Holy Spirit to really touch us. That's why we are here this morning, to engage with the Lord. Amen. Father, this morning we come to you, and we come to your throne, Lord, and, and, and I have this image this morning, Lord, that we are coming to your throne, because so often we, we're building our lives and we're trying to pull you over to our throne, but we are coming to your throne to see what is at your table and what is on your heart so that we can realign, that, that we can recalibrate our hearts to yours this morning in this place we yield to you amen i want to look at the ministry of jesus and then i want to look at what it means for us and especially think about the time that lies ahead of us so let's get into the word hebrews chapter 10 for since the law has but a shadow of the good things to come instead of the true form of these realities, it can never, by the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year, make perfect those who draw near. Now, just a little bit of background if you want to around church or Christianity or just need to be reminded. In the Old Testament, animals was brought to a man in charge, a priest, to be offered for the as a sacrifice for the sins of the people. All right. It was a brutal thing. It was a bloody situation. But what would happen is people would bring, depending on what they could afford and also depending on the type of sins, they would bring all types of animals. And the death of that animal would be as a sign of God's love and forgiveness returning to the person, in exchange for the death of the animal, if I can explain it like that. But what this verse says is it was never intended to be God's finished and final idea of what forgiveness would look like. 
It also teaches us something powerful about God is that sometimes he's got patience in his processes. He knows it's not final, but it was his will to have a law. But here we see the same sacrifices that are continually offered every year. It could not make perfect those who are drawing near. God had a better plan. Otherwise, verse 2, would they not have ceased to be offered? So if these sacrifices was great, it only would have to be offered once. But it continually had to be offered, all right? And it's almost like the people continually were reminded of their sins. And Scripture says it could not have cleansed their consciousness. Since the worshippers, having been cleansed, would no longer... Oh, let's go back to that first one. Otherwise, they would... Otherwise, would they not have ceased to be offered since the worshippers, having once been cleansed, would no longer have any consciousness of sins? Okay, so there's a problem. There were sins, there were sacrifices, but they repeatedly had to be offered. Let's go on. It's a problem statement we see there, and Scripture's going to help us now. But in these sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, now we are moving to the answer. When Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings, you have taken no pleasure. He repeats that statement. He goes on. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of a book. And when he said above, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings. These are offered according to the law. Then he added, Behold, I have come to do your will. He does away with the first in order to establish the second. And by that will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. And every priest stands daily, just contrasting again, every priest used to stand daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when Christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. It's quite a mouthful, but, but, but just to recap, in the Old Testament, all these animals had to die as an atonement or as a proxy for the sins of a people. Jesus arrives on the earth. John the Baptist, the one who baptizes Jesus, which Andres just mentioned, sees Jesus walking, and he makes an incredible announcement. He says to the people, remember all those sacrifices those, those doves, those animals, those lambs? Here is the Lamb of God. He has come. And when this one dies, he will only die once, and it will be enough. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly look at this ministry of Jesus and point out three things we see in Christ as he comes and ask ourselves what does it mean for us always in our lives but let's try and apply it to this time and I want to ask you who will you be seeing in the next month right now who is hurting around you what is God laying on your heart let's look at his life as a pattern for ours
Hebrews 10 verse 7. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will. As it is written of me. In verse 9 again, Behold, I have come to do your will. Isn't it incredible? At one stage, Jesus arrives and he says, Father, I am here. There was all these things, all these sacrifices. This could not work. But now I have come to do your will. I am here, Lord. And, and so I'm going to go fast. So the first thing in the ministry of Jesus is that he reports for duty. I melt on. He comes to the earth and he says, I am here to do your will, Father. You had patience. It was never your plan for the sacrificial system to continue. And now we are here and I am here to do your will. That's why I am here. That's why I have come. Let's go on. But in these sacrifices is a reminder of sins every year, for it is impossible for the blood of goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Jesus came into the world, he says, sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body, a body you have prepared for me. Second point is, God gave Jesus a body. Gave him a body. Now this is very important. I'm going to go somewhere with this. For Jesus to die in the place of humans, he had to be a human. An angel could not have come and died on the cross for a human being. For human beings, because an angel is not a human. All right? So a human had to stand in the place of humans. And so Jesus says, because God, you have given me a body. That's why it's very important. Jesus is fully God and fully man. Therefore, he can come and stand in my place. Are you with me this morning? Therefore, he was, can we just go back to that previous slide? When Jesus says, sacrifices and offerings, verse 5, you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. What he's saying is, you have given me what I need for the job. A body was given to me. I'm reporting for duty, and I'm equipped with what I need to accomplish my task. I've got this body, Father. I'm ready. I'm ready. But when Christ had offered all time a single sacrifice for sins, look at what he does. He sat down at the right hand of God, waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet. Very important. After he has reported, died on the cross, risen, he sat at the right hand of God, knowing many things are yet to be accomplished. But for now, he sits, waiting next to the Father. A place of power and a place of peace. There is still unresolved things. They are like waves in the ocean. And when they reach the shores, it will be completed. But as for now, while he is seated, he's not moved by the state of things right now. There's a wave on the way. But right now, he is seated 
until the time when everything will fall into place. He knows. And when he looks at the Father, they know. We are practicing patience. And being seated speaks of a place of peace amidst unresolved realities. Are you with me this morning? Right. What does it mean for you? Let's look at our year, this year, and let's look at what God wants to do and is doing in your life, and let's take heart of the pattern of Jesus. I will make you a disciple, Jesus says. You will be like him if you behold him and follow after his example. Now, Jesus speaks to the disciples. Let's get into our hearts. We can go to Luke 10, verse 2. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest. Send laborers into his field. Go your way. Very important here. There's certain things only Jesus could do. The task that Jesus had, there was only one who could do it. There was only one that could be sent to accomplish that task. And that was the Son of God. And that's why he said, I have come to do your will. There was many people in service of God right through the Old Testament, but only one person could do what Jesus had done. Let's, let's know that and understand that. Psalm 62 verse 1, it says, from him comes my salvation. It's not on there. Jesus had to come. After doing what only he could do, he sends us now to do what we should do. And it is similar to what he has done, but it's not identical. Okay? You cannot die on the cross for another person, but when he sends us to tell about that cross, we are co-laboring with him. Are you with me this morning? One Timothy two, it says, "Do your best to present yourself to God as an approved worker, as approved one, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth." That first part, do your best to present yourself to God as one approved. The first thing I want to minister to your heart this morning is, in your ministry unto the Lord. We can go to that next slide. You have to also report for duty. Jesus said, I have come to do your will. I send you out as laborers into the field. Now, here we are, church. Let us now report for duty in a similar way. Are you in service? Are you enrolled? Are you AWOL? <laughs> were, you, were you in service of the Lord, but you jumped the fence are you ready to represent yourself to him maybe and say lord man i, I know i'm called for your work i know but when i was young I, I reported for duty but i've got entangled in other affairs i am here to report for duty once again do you know that you are a saint one especially over this next time it is a very dynamic time, and Jesus is sending laborers into the field. And some of the field, maybe your family, 
Are you ready to report for duty? To say, Lord. Amen. Amen. Let's go on. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. Then there was works or many works prepared for, for Christ. But if we talk about the cross, there was a very specific work created for him that only he could do. But then when we read Ephesians, we say we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God also prepared for us. In a similar way as the son had to say, I am here. When you say, Lord, I'm here, know this. There's also a road prepared for you. Can you see how you are similar to Jesus? How we can follow after him. I praise you. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul know it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret and intricately woven in the depths of the earth. When Jesus came to fulfill his thoughts, he said, a body was given to me. A body was given to you. A body was given to you. So that when you say, I report for duty, you are fit. <laughs> now that might be very practical, but let me tell you what, you have a body and a voice and eyes and arms can hold feet that can take you where a person is needed a body was given to christ and a body was given to you a body that can speak words of love and affection words that can help hey words that can correct Yes, you've been given a body. That's very practical. But part of it, it's talking about what you are able to do. If we can go to that next slide. In 1 Corinthians 12, to each is given the manifestation of a spirit for the common good. Having gifts that differ to the grace given to us, let us use them if prophecy in proportion to our faith. A point is not only have you been given a, a body to minister, that body has been beautifully equipped out of heaven with spiritual gifts to accompany that body. And the great thing about this is even when the body gets tired, the spirit stays young. Which means, if you are alive, you are not done. <laughs> Jesus said, You've given me a body. Let me encourage you this morning. Take heart in that a body was prepared for you. And I'm using the same words as Jesus. Please look deeper. What, when Jesus says a body was prepared for me, what he's saying is I've been given what is needed for my task. But what scripture says in many ways is that you have been given what is necessary for your task. Ephesians 2.10, just read it, intricately woven by the Lord. Yeah, even your nose was planned by the Lord, okay? You can ask him about that. You bears, you know, we've got, it's, uh, we've got great side profiles, you see that? 
Even my frame was not hidden from you. God signed off on everything. Materially and immaterially. What he puts in you. You are fit for the task ahead of you. Always, but let's talk about December, January. You are fit. Just tell someone next to you and say, Jy is reg. Dis net jou kop wat moet beweeg. Okay? Moving mountains is often about, it's a mountains in, in die kop, in die ding. Because sometimes when we just go, ministry takes place with the simplest of words, with a genuine heart. Sometimes it is so much easier, as ons net oor die kop kan kom. Sometimes when you go there and you take that person's hand, after an hour you walk away, I, I was stressing about this for months, but it was so easy. Why? A body has been given to you. Your body, your immaterial part has been designed, created. You are fit to do the work of a ministry on a very practical and spiritual level. Man, he loves working through you. Amen. He loves working through you. I want to minister to you. I want us to pray afterwards, and I want to move to your heart. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. What a, what a powerful scripture. Do not be anxious for anything, because once you have prayed, everything will be okay. I don't know. I don't know. You will find peace... Because your heart and your mind will be guarded in Christ Jesus. Now, when Jesus accomplished his task, remember we are following, we are, we are we're looking at his strokes and we are mimicking after him. He reported, we report, Lord use me. He says, a body has been given. Some of us need to say and pray, Lord, you have given me what I need to fulfill the task. Listen, you don't have maybe what you need to fulfill my task because it is different. And, and, and I do not have what I cannot fulfill Hendrik's task. If you want to put it to the test, one morning I will take the guitar and then you'll say amen, okay? <laughs> amen, get down. <laughs> but you must stop looking to other people and recognize that the Lord has given you a duty and a calling. And for that, you are not ill-equipped. You are well-equipped. Now, after Jesus accomplished his task, what did he do? Say that again. He sat down amidst other unaccomplished things, parts of a kingdom that is on the way, like waves. He did what? 
sat down. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God, and the peace of God sit down. You have prayed. You have warred. You have obeyed. You have spoken to that child. You have prayed for that child. You have fasted for that child. You have disciplined that child. Said, I'm not saying give up. Tomorrow one can go again. When Christ is done, what he was called to do, he sat down waiting for all the enemies to come under his feet. In your ministry, once you have reported, as you are obeying, before the night falls, sit next to the Lord and in Him. Put your mind on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. I'm not saying give up. I'm just saying sit down. Do not take to the bed things that only God can move. Jesus, sat down. Why is this important? If you're not going to sit, you'll be out of ministry in X amount of years because you'll be burned out. Burned out. You cannot shout at the seed through the night, through the weeks, waiting for it to grow. Even Jesus tells a parable. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man that sows in a field night and day. When he goes to bed, he doesn't even know it grows. Let God be God. Let the one who reports for duty be his faithful servant. Sit. Because tomorrow, you will have to stand again. Sit tonight. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Yeah, there's a time for going. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all, in this analogy, stand. You've done it, stand. After praying, obeying, learn to sit or learn to rest in the Lord. I'm using these words because these are the words used with Jesus. This morning, I want us to pray for one another. He's busy with us, amen? He's busy with a work. And he's ready to use you. Have you reported? Have you said, I'm here, Lord? Have you made peace and have you taken confidence that you were created and empowered, filled by God in a way Gifts distributed to you in a way that you are fit for your task. Werner can do Werner's task. I'm fit for that because I was created for that. Together, together we are very powerful. In unity, once we march, incredible things can happen. But when you march out into your family and it feels like you're alone, things can also happen because you are there and you are well equipped to love and care. After praying and obeying, learn to rest in the Lord. He's with you. Let's respond this morning. Let's respond this morning. I almost feel like the Holy Spirit wants to stir us um, to let stuff come up and then scoop it from the top. Even it's just like as, as a, a file copy of our sand and verse. It's a long sand. 
But then when you stir it, it comes up and you can take it off. And I feel that God, in a way, just wants to shake us. And some of us, your thoughts are moving to your family, to friends. You, you are wrestling with some of these things. That's exactly what the Lord wants. Put up your hand and allow Him to use you. Let, let's stand this morning and let's, let's be dynamic as we respond to the Lord. If, if you need to stay seated, you are welcome. If you, if, you, if you are a senior or you've got an injury, you are pregnant, please sit with your baby if you have to. If you can't stand, let's just for a moment stand before the Lord. We want to pray with a whole lot of people here this morning. Because there's power and meaning in responding and praying and receiving prayer. Holy Spirit, we respect you this morning. And what you want to do on the hearts of your people, thank you for being so faithful. Thank you for also knowing each person. As the scripture says, even all the families in the world was named and is intricately known by the Lord. What is the Holy Spirit whispering to you this morning in this place? What is He saying to you? Just where you are standing this morning, maybe just whisper this prayer. Say, Lord, I am open to you. Just say it softly. Say, Lord, I am open to you. We worship you in this place, Lord. I just have a, a picture that sometimes you just have to push that first domino and then a whole lot of events takes place. And I, and I just feel... Sometimes it's the smallest step of obedience that sets in motion waves of grace in your world and in your family. And Lord, if, if some of us here needs to be that first domino, then I pray that you will use us and give us the courage to say yes. This morning, if you want to come to the Lord and it's something that you don't know, you're not sure whether you belong to Him, you're not sure whether you've surrendered your life or maybe you were sure that something happened but you drifted away, then first of all, we arrange this whole meeting especially for you to pray with you this morning so that you do not have to enter this time being unsure of your relationship with the Lord. And so this morning, if you want to draw near to Him again, if you want to give your life to Him, if you want to before you report for duty, you just want to report, you just want to come and stand before Him, Lord, and say, Lord, I bring my life to you. If you want to report in that way, then we want to pray with you. We've got people here that wants to pray with you, give you a book and be there for you. And so, Holy Spirit, if you want to bring hearts near this morning, I pray that you will speak to that heart at this moment. If we can pray with you to come near to the Lord this morning, I want to count to three, and I just want you to put up your hand and say, that's me. I want to come before the Lord again and bring my whole life to Him. If that's you, just put up your hand in three. One, two, three. Nice and high. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Thank you for those hands. Put them up high. Thank you for those hands. Just keep them up for a moment.
I want you to keep your hand up because I want to ask someone to go to you to pray for you. I see we've got some senior people and someone on crutches. I'm not going to call you forward. Just keep that hand up. Can I ask facilitators just to move to someone with a hand up? You just have to stand where you are. You don't have to do anything. Just keep your hand up. Someone's going to come to you and they're going to pray with you. We're going to pray for a whole lot of other people as well. But for now, with courage, just hold up your hand. Someone is moving to you. Once someone is with you, there's a hand on your shoulder, then you can lower your hand. They're going to give you a book, and they're going to pray with you. There's another hand at the back. Thank you so much. If we are missing you, just give me a wave. We're not trying to put you on the spot. That's why for this morning we're leaving you in your seat. We just want to come and love you right there where you are. Just give me two moments, and you can pray with those people and minister salvation to them. We want to pray for you as a believer. If you want to report for duty, again, acknowledge to the Lord that you have been, you received everything, everything you have to fulfill your ministry. We want to send you into your families this holiday. And then we want to pray with you because you are burned out in praying and ministering to your people. You have had it. You feel at your end. We're going to pray with you that you learn how to rest after you've prayed. So if we can pray with you for any one of those things, quickly put up your hand. Say, that's me. Reporting for duty. Taking heart again that I am gifted. Just put those hands up very high. Don't be shy. And then if you feel burned out because you've been warring for your family, you feel at your end, just put up your hand very high and say, that's me. I want someone to pray with me. I need to minister from peace. Thank you for those hands. I want to ask you to be courageous. This last group, will you quickly come to the front because we want to minister to you here. We might not find you. One, two, three, you can walk out. Thank you for those hands. And if I can get some facilitators here in front. People are moving. We want to pray with them and cover them in prayer. Thank you so much. If, you, if your heart is burning for your family and you feel overwhelmed, I want to ask you to quickly come to the front because we just want someone to pray with you for your family. Because I, I just feel there's people here that you have battled alone. For so long, your hands feel weak. We're going to pray. God's going to teach you how to sit. You can just come to the front here. Someone will catch you and pray with you. Is there anyone else? Thank you so much. Thank you for your patience if you are standing at the back. If you are standing, can I just ask you to just engage with the Lord for a moment, just to pray. There's no spectators here. Just say, Lord, pray through this list where you are standing. You bring yourself before the Lord. We've got another five minutes. Let's press in. He's working with us. If you feel the need to pray with someone, but you feel it's unrelated, you can quickly come out. We are geared to pray with you and to serve you in that way. If you are standing next to your husband or wife or a friend, you, you may ask them, can I pray for you quickly? Is there something we can pray for?
what I quickly want to do is I want to pray and dismiss you if you are in the back to make space for the next service. We're still going to be praying here in front. You're also welcome to still come to the front. But, Lord, I just pray that you'll bless anyone that attended this morning. I pray, Lord, that they will report for duty, take heart, and learn how to rest in you as they minister. And I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you're not being prayed for, please have a coffee on the outside and you are welcome to be on your way. God bless you. Thanks for coming. And you're welcome to come to the front.